Tonight is our final large group here at Wanyan Han Hall. Man, it's bittersweet for me. It's, it's crazy because I go through this each and every semester. This has been, it's my 10th semester going through this. Standing in front of a group of students and saying, man, it's my last semester. It's your last semester. Or uh, four-year students being like, get ready for the next semester, you know? Like, it's, but every single semester, God blows me away with his love for you. But let me be real, his love for me. <laughs> Each and every semester, I'm blown away by his love for me through you guys. I'm always so blessed because God just reveals, Tina, do you know how much I believe for you? And I know it sounds really funny and almost selfish, but each and every one of us, as we build relationship with each other, God reveals how much he loves you through someone else, through someone else. And I'm able to experience God's love for me through each and every one of you in such specific ways, just through building relationships, just to getting to know people. I'm like, dang, God, you're so good. You're so good. And so um, that's not my message, but I just wanted to share with you that. <laughs> Actually, before I start my message, I want everybody to take out your journals or your piece of paper. If you don't have one, share it, with, share it to someone. If you don't have one, just be like, hey, can I borrow a piece of paper? You know. Hi, Irene. <laughs> All right, does everyone have a piece of paper? So I'm just going to give you instructions for this. So basically, what I want you to do is this. This past semester, it started in March, right? You guys met me at the orientation. Many of you met me at the orientation, exchange student orientation. Many of you also, a, good, a handful of you met me many semesters ago. Um, but it's not about me. What I'm saying is... <laughs> This semester started, and now it's the end of the semester. It's the end of the semester, and there are testimonies upon testimonies that God has written in your personal lives. And many of us, we fail to make it a habit to write down maybe a, words that God has spoken to us. Some of you guys got prophesied over whether it be up here or just through somebody or through a prayer you got prophesied over. Some of you guys received the word direct, directly from the Lord and you felt him speaking identity over you. Some of you guys received a breakthrough through a message, whether it be here at Emmaus or New Philly, which is the church that Emmaus is under. I want you guys to take five minutes to just start jotting down every single thing. Just a list. So just jot, jot down every single thing. It, for those that are new, it may be one thing. It's okay, right? But it doesn't even have to be through me. Stuff that God has just been speaking to you, right? Whether it be even promises that he's given to you, just start writing it down. Just start writing each and every one of them. And while you're writing it down, see, like, see if it's a promise or a prayer that you've asked for, see if it's been answered and big check, answered. Or if it's like a word that God's given to you, be like, okay, that's been something that I've been active, walk, actively walking in. Okay, so we're going to spend the next five minutes doing that, and we're just going to have some nice background music, and I want you guys just to spend time reflecting upon this semester, okay? All right. 
you guys write some stuff down? Yeah? So I actually did this as well, especially after the retreat. I just started writing down things that God has spoken to me or just words that he's spoken to me through the word, through the sermons being preached at Sunday service, at the retreat. And personally, I realized, man, I didn't, this, for some reason, this semester, I didn't reflect as much. But as I began to reflect upon the semester, I was just seeing how God was faithful. God is faithful to answering certain prayers, to bringing clarity in certain areas that was lacking clarity, uh, even breakthroughs through people speaking into my life. He just, I just started, be, I just started to overflow with thanksgiving. And the reason why I did this is because I want you guys to recognize what God did and start giving thanks. Start giving thanks for what He has done, but what He is going to continue to do. And we are running this race of faith. I've preached this in the beginning of the semester, this race of faith. And while you're racing, you're, while you're racing, while you're running this race of faith, God continues to equip you. God continues to strengthen you. God continues to build up your endurance. And so these testimonies are a part of that, where he builds you up with words. Will he build you up with just strength through the, the different testimonies and breakthroughs that he releases into your life? And so... Um, there's a, there's a reason for this activity, which I will explain later on as well. Uh, but tonight's passage is from Hebrews 6. Please turn with me to Hebrews 6. 13 to 20. And I will read it for you. Just listen. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having, waited, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner palace, uh, inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. This was the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So tonight, actually, I want to focus on, oops, I want to focus on the latter half of this passage, and it was focusing on the word anchor. The word anchor. Oh, my goodness. What is up with tonight? Okay. <laughs> the word anchor. And in this passage, it says in verse... 19, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Repeat after me, the soul. The soul. The soul, as Pastor Christian preached, actually, if you were there Sunday service, the soul consists of the mind, emotions, and will. The mind, emotion, the mind, the mind, emotions, and will. And here it says that Jesus is the anchor of of the soul. So Jesus is the anchor of our emotions, will, and mind. Of our emotions, will, and mind. And when you think about an anchor, 
what do you use an anchor for? Is an anchor used when you hold a building? Or, you know, you hold... Anchors with a sailboat, okay? Sailboat. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. The anchor is the sailboat, okay? And when you think about an anchor, right, it holds the sailboat in place, right? A big sailboat. So where do you use a a sailboat um, in a little pond? No, I usually think of bigger bodies of water, okay? The lake or an ocean. And so if you think about bigger bodies of water... If you don't have an anchor, there's a lot of instability because a lot of things can happen in a bigger body of water. In a pond, you may be shaken left and right, but if you fall, you don't drown. Like You're just probably going to be like, oh, okay, right? But then in a lake or an ocean, if you drown, you're dead, okay? You're dead. And when you think about like if a storm came in an ocean and it wasn't anchored, that boat probably would be somewhere far, far away. Right, And here in this passage, it says that he, Jesus, is the anchor of our soul. He is the anchor of our emotions, will, and mind. And when you think about emotions, will, and mind, man, my emotions, will, and mind can sometimes go crazy. It can sometimes go haywire. And if I depend on my emotions, if I depend on my, what I'm thinking, if I depend on my like will, right? A lot of times we're meant, we walk into, mm, you don't know what you walk yourself into. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know if that was the smartest decision, but the soul, we cannot be dependent on the soul. And here in this passage, it makes it very clear that the anchor of the soul is Jesus. And when you look into the characteristics as you read further, it says that the anchor, this anchor and hope is sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. So we're going to sort of dig into that. Okay? Number one, a sure anchor. A sure anchor. A sure anchor is one that is not that doesn't drag. It doesn't drag. Okay? A shore anchor, it's not too light for the ship that rides by it. It's strong. I'm, I'm thinking of like... Um, Titanic's not a good example. <laughs> I'm thinking of a bigger boat, right? But then once they say, bring out the anchor, like the anchor like comes out and it like hooks to the ground, right? And it actually holds it. It's sure. <laughs> Okay? It holds it. I was thinking about it. I was like, not Titanic, but a shore anchor, the ship will not pull it out, but it will make the ship steady. It will make the ship actually stay in place. And it has found a firm ground. A shore anchor finds a firm ground. Okay? If flukes are all right, a shore anchor does not deceive. A shore anchor does not deceive. So because the anchor is dependable, right, the, the, the captain and the people in the boat, they're able to depend on this. They, they're able to trust this anchor. They'll know that this anchor is, is going to help them in some way, right? Likewise, for us, in this passage, it says that Jesus is our anchor. Jesus Christ is our anchor. And 
if Jesus Christ is our anchor, that means here it says that a, a sure anchor does not deceive. So that means that we actually can depend on other anchors in our lives that will deceive, that will deceive. So these other anchors, right, that will deceive can maybe be our family, can maybe be uh, school, your grades. You're anchored on your grades so that you will have a successful and good life, right? Uh, Anchor can be maybe your friends. You depend on your friends. You trust your friends. Therefore, you believe that they will hold you steady. And your anchor could, or your short anchor could also be Emmaus. And here tonight, I'm telling you, Emmaus is not your anchor. And Emmaus will not be your anchor. We don't want to be your anchor. (laughs) So we are not your anchor, all right? But many of you guys will be going home. Back to America, back to Southeast Asia, back to South America. You'll be going back home. And we, I, I need you guys to get this in your head, right? Emmaus will not be your anchor. Emmaus is an addition to strengthen that anchor that you have in Christ, but it is not your anchor. And, and your anchor, as you continue to build upon your faith, your anchor will be strengthened. And so when I was asking you guys to do your, this activity, the reason is, is because all these testimonies, all these different, um, breakthroughs that received, even healings that you received, they all point to Jesus. They all point to Christ. And because of that, that anchor is strengthened and that anchor is able to be set firm on the ground, right? Jesus is the anchor. But then as you build upon faith, your faith in Christ, you're also, he's like Jesus living in you is like that much. mm, How how does Jesus is already strong. Right? Jesus is powerful in your life, but it's only to how much you allow him to do so. So Jesus is powerful. We know that. But then many times we don't fully believe that. And so in our minds, we let our mind emotions as well as our will sway us back and forth right by the things of this world and forgetting that Jesus is powerful and you're strongly anchored in him. Okay. And so when you guys go back home, I want to encourage you guys. There's already things from here that you receive that's strongly anchoring you. Nothing. You won't be shaken. You will not be moved. Your friends may look at you and be like, hey, you've changed. You've changed a lot. Hmm. You know, I experienced it when I went back home because I was also an amazed student. And when I went back home, my friends were amazed, actually, that I've changed so much because I became confident. And they were like, whoa, this girl got confident. And I took it a little bit too far to the point where I was like, you can't mess with me. I don't really care what you say. And I got a little bit cocky. Do not do that. Do not do that. But what I'm saying is when I went back home, my friends saw change in me. However, though they saw change in me, didn't mean that they totally accepted me. They, it didn't mean that they totally accepted my change. And so naturally what can happen is when other people around you don't agree with what has happened in your life, you may be swayed. 
you may your mind may all of a sudden be swayed and you may start doubting man did what happened in korea was it real was i actually transformed did god actually meet me was i actually healed and when it comes to our faith faith is the only thing that moves god's heart our life faith faith is our belief we believe in god through faith We believe in God through faith. So faith is in the unseen. Therefore, our faith is not in the responses of people, even family. Our faith is in what God said, the words that he spoke into us, and that we're surely anchored in him. Okay? Second point, an anchor is steadfast. Follow me, steadfast. Steadfast. And here, uh, in the passage, it actually Well, it said firm. It's a firm anchor. A steadfast, firm anchor. Something that is firm is something that will not break. Something that will not break. It's strong in its own substance, made of good, tough iron, right? So that there is no fear of shank snapping, whatever strain may be upon it. Um, it is firm. It is strong. And this is our confidence in who Jesus is. Jesus is strong. Jesus, he conquered death for us. Therefore, our faith is in this Christ, right? And as we continue to hold on to Christ, our faith is also strengthened. And in him, you are strong. You are strong. Hmm. So when we think about Jesus, Jesus, he, it says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do we believe it? I think that's like the biggest thing for me is do I believe it? Because many times I'm so swayed. Many times my emotions are so swayed, right? There's times where I, I receive even, mm, even words I've received, words I've received, promises I've received from the Lord. I've made it all of a sudden, I forget those words because my circumstances sway me and my circumstances say that I cannot hold on to those words anymore. It, it's, it's, the enemy deceives, but your anchor is in Christ, not the enemy. Okay. I was actually reading through the entire book of Hebrews, actually today. And as I was reading each book, each chapter of Hebrews, it makes it clear that Jesus exceeds all people, all pursuits, all hopes, like hope is in Christ, right? And it says, like, there was, here, let me, let me read you some. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is greater than Moses. Mm, Jesus. Let's read, let's read. He's God's son. <laughs> Jesus is God's son. Right? Jesus is higher than Melchizedek. Okay. Right? Basically, it's this. Through Jesus, all is well. Through Jesus, all is well. He is our hope. He is the, like, he is the hope that we set 
like that we set our eyes on, right? So even in the book of Hebrews, it talks about running this race of faith as we set our gaze upon Jesus, as we set our gaze upon Jesus. And so tonight, it's just simply this. My message is short. It is short, okay? Guys, when you go home or when you walk into this summer break for the four-year students, it's simple, Remember that your anchor is in Christ. Your anchor is in Christ. You are not moved by your circumstances. Everything that you wrote down tonight, it is supposed to be just a buildup of you knowing who you are in Christ. That's what we set you up for. That's what my heart was for you. And when I prayed for the students, especially those that attended the retreat, what I prayed was this. Not God, may they experience a power encounter with you. I did not pray that. God, may they receive tongues. No, 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 no. I didn't even pray that. What I prayed was this. God, I pray, Lord, that they will have steadfast faith in you. That when they encounter you, that when they come out of the retreat, it won't be a, but it will be a constant increase, a constant elevating, like elevating, (laughs) elevation. You will constantly be going higher and higher and higher in your faith. We don't want believe God is calling this generation to be believers that are anchored in him, that are not swayed by our emotions, that are not swayed by what we think. Because the enemy, he will constantly try to bombard you with ways to fall away, with ways to make you even start questioning your faith. But I'm telling you this, God's already made it very clear, very clear to each and every one of you that he loves you, that he is for you, that he is fully invested in you. And not just that, you guys responded in faith. So all the more, you're going to go higher. As you, you know what, I actually climbed a mountain recently and I'm not going to lie, I wanted to die because (laughs) I was climbing this mountain in Pukantan and we're walking up and, uh, it was all stone. It was all, it was all stone. My shoe was not the right kind of shoe at all. And, and in my heart, I had to continue to say, God, you are for me. God, you are with me. God, like I learned so many valuable lessons while I was walking up that mountain, right? I was walking up that mountain and there was no end at all. I was looking up like, where am I going? Right? I was walking up and there was one point where we had to hold on to chains and it was like this kind of incline. I'm not exaggerating. And I had to hold and climb up like this. And that was another like I'm um, like a mile, another mile of holding on to chain and it was no longer it was just flat surface stone. And as I was walking up, all I can think was, dang, Christian life is not easy. But it is totally worth it. Because when I hit the top, man, it was crazy because I needed the endurance of faith. I needed that. I needed to be, I needed physical endurance to be able to finish and reach the top. But when I reached the top, first I felt like amazing because I was like, that's right, I did it. But second, I looked around me and the perspective of even this nation was completely different. Completely different. And when it comes to your faith, right, when it comes to endurance, this is basically saying endure in him, endurance of faith, hold on to God and continue to run with him. In this passage, it's it's saying continue to hold on to him. He is your anchor, right? 
as you continue to hold on to him and, and walk your life of faith, you're getting that much closer to him. Literally, too, when I was climbing up the mountain, I got that much closer to the Lord, I felt. I was, literally, right? I mean, closer than this. Uh-huh. But not just that, your perspective of life changes. You start seeing bigger than yourself. You start seeing things with greater vision, with greater vision. And as you run this faith and as you are anchored in Jesus, Jesus is going to be the one that fulfills your promises. Jesus is going to be the one that calls you to different, you know, your future job, your future marriage. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. Once we focus on different anchors, we're shaken. But when we focus on, on the Lord and we say, Jesus, we're anchored in you, everything else is added onto us. And you start seeing much bigger picture, much bigger picture. So even um, this analogy of the anchor and in an ocean, the storms may hit left and right. But when you're in Christ, you will not be moved. You're stable in him. So internally, it's like an internal ocean in our hearts. Right? Sometimes your heart is like haywire, right? But when you're anchored in him, there is peace. When you're anchored in him, there's joy. When you're anchored in him, there is assurance of your faith. When you're anchored in him, there's peace that your job will be set. When you're anchored in him, there's peace that even you will graduate. Right? Amen. When you're anchored in him, you also see the bigger picture. And God is calling you guys to live so much bigger than this. So much greater, right? And so tonight, I want you to be encouraged more than anything because you're getting that much closer. You're getting that much stronger in your faith. Whether it be you be a new believer or you've been a believer for a while, the thing is God is strengthening you and he's causing you to be strongly anchored in the Lord. Some of you guys are going to graduate and find jobs. Okay? Some, Amen. Some of you are already interviewing and applying for jobs. Some of you guys are going to go back to school and you're going to be going back to old friends. Same, similar environment, right? You're going to be going back to the same in and out. I don't know. Okay? But the thing is, you're a changed person. You're a changed person. And you're growing in your faith. You're no longer spiritual babies, but you're now able to receive the word true on it and hold on to it in faith. And in the beginning of this passage, it talks about Abraham. Abraham, he received a promise from the Lord. His focus was not on the promise, but his focus was on the Lord. God said, do it. He says, okay. And he waited patiently. He lived his life patiently. He was faithful. He responded in faith, right? And the promise was given to him. For us, we pay, there's a level, in your Christian faith, when you go back or when you're in your school or you're here in Korea, it's not always going to be like, ah, like amazing, 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 God, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to have to be patient and wait at the same time. But be encouraged because you're rooted in Christ. You're rooted in Christ. And so for staff as well, all of us, we're walking this life of faith. And we're constantly checking our hearts and saying, asking ourselves, are we anchored in Christ? Is he our focus? Are we anchored in him? Is he the one that's fully in charge of my emotions, my mind, my will? 
we have to ask ourselves that too. And so that's something that I want you to hold on as you go back home or as you enter the summer season. Hold on to Christ. Amen? Amen.